All right, welcome to another edition of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Randy Zellia from BackSportsPage.com, and thank you for making us a part of your week. Follow us on social media and on all podcast platforms available. We are everywhere. Give us a, a download, give us a like, give us a review. We really appreciate it. We do our best to make sure we give you uh, as much different content, and that's the keyword, different content, uh, between interviews and views on the world of professional wrestling. We're still changing up the format a little bit here. We had some uh, great opportunities to get you some different guests uh, from Impact Wrestling over the next couple of weeks and some great in- independent talent as well. So I hate to see you miss out and us to be on this long hiatus. Wanted to keep coming back and just dropping some new episodes here and there. So with that being said, thank you to Andrew and Alyssa for always uh, backing the show and doing everything they can with their magic, whether it's social media or producing. Uh, I thank you very much, as always. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the pro wrestling world. Let's dive in. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be at WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. For the KO show, He doesn't. we don't know if it's going to be a match, whether it's going to be a confrontation, whether it's going to be a brawl. Uh, my opinion, I, I'm not a big fan of this. Stone Cold Steve Austin been out of the ring since WrestleMania 19. It's just to me, let's leave well enough alone. Uh, I like when he makes a sporadic appearance. He raises hell and leaves. Um, he's not going to be a full-time participant. This only could hurt Kevin Owens. This is not going to help him whatsoever. Because uh, there's no way you're going to have the situation where he gets the better of Austin. It just doesn't work that way. So with that being said, I, I just can't see that working out well. Logan Paul's going to be teaming up with The Miz to take on the Mysterios. Look, Dominic Mysterio is a pretty f- fun and exciting kid to watch. I'm enjoying him. There's not a lot of, on Monday Night Raw that I'm really digging right now, but I, I dig him. I think he's cool. Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio. I like when I when you have come out and say you like watching someone's older material than their current stuff, it's time to almost step away, and that's how I feel about Rey Mysterio. Uh, the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar feud went to another level this past weekend at Madison Square Garden where Roman bloodied him up. I just can't see at WrestleMania Brock beating Roman, even though Roman's it's time for Roman to take a loss somewhere. Uh, he needs to uh, drop the belt at some point. I, I just can't see it for Brock. I still feel that John Cena should be in the place where Brock is right now. I didn't like that. They dropped Cena first and that now they're going to drop Lesnar to Roman. Who's going to beat him? Everyone keeps on saying the rock. Anybody who they put with Roman now is going to be a letdown because you put all these big names against him. And now if you put like Drew McIntyre against them, it's, it's not going to have the same feel. It's not going to have a big match feel. I know a lot of people say differently, but I disagree with that. Um, and then, you know, obviously you have the Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville stuff, Ricochet winning the Intercontinental Championship. Pat McAfee is getting ready to go to WrestleMania to take on Austin Theory. Austin Theory, who's under the tutelage of Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon had a great interview with Pat McAfee the other day. I enjoyed listening to it. Uh, Vince was dropping F-bombs. It was pretty cool to listen to Vince uh, sort of open up about himself and then not be with like a Steve Austin type of host where he's just sitting there laughing, trying to have fun the whole time. Vince really opened up in the interview, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Conrad thompson who's been on the show i listen to a lot of his podcasts and conrad said the same thing he said that's the first real good interview with vince mcmahon where he was able to open up about himself growing up and uh you know you didn't feel like you were um waiting for him to break into that vince character and doing the flailing arms and everything else like that um switching over to AEW, you know look looking at what they've done uh revolution was a success MJF, CM Punk, and the Warlow situation was very, very fun. Um, man, I, I, I really thought this was the best feud that AEW had done. Uh, 
Uh, no, no, the, the storytelling was amazing. MJF making us believe that he had a conscience and then um, a conscience. And then uh, CM Punk coming out, basically saying, I wake up every morning to try and figure out if I'm the good guy. And he knows that I'm trying. That's just such great storytelling. Uh, I love the main event. I thought the main event was good. The three-way tag match with Red Dragon, the Bucks, and uh, Jurassic Express was fun. A lot, a lot of good things on that show. The Eddie Kingston Jericho match, and then of course the Dynamite, Jeff Hardy's debut. Um, and hearing the WWE Jeff Hardy theme was pretty cool. I was like, all right, that that worked pretty well. I like that. Um, Jericho dumping uh, the Santana Ortiz. It needed to be done. It's, they needed a fresh change, something different for Jericho. This helps boast uh, 2.0 and um, Garcia up to another level. It solidifies Eddie Kingston as a babyface. A lot of good things going on there. And uh, now the interesting thing is going to be is where Wardlow and MJF stand. It's be interesting that story to be told. Where does CM Punk go from here? Moxley and Daniel, I'm sorry, Brian Danielson teaming up with Regal as their manager. I love that. FTR firing Tully Blanchard. So much going on on that show. Um, I think it's the definition of a variety wrestling show. It's a little bit of something for everything. So for everybody. And, uh, and, and the show has been fun. And on Impact, look, you know, we spoke with Deanna Peraza, who's our guest today. Um, and uh, I also spoke to a couple people through their company. And I think Impact might be one of the best solid wrestling shows on television right now. Their story, they do good storytelling in the ring. The wrestling is solid. I think they have one of the best women's division in all, all of pro wrestling. I think you can make an argument that their matches are, are the best on TV for as far as the women are concerned. And let's talk about our guest, Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna, a Jersey girl. She and I bonded over that during our interviews uh, for today's show. And we discussed a lot of different things. We discussed her role in the, in the knockout division. We discussed her time in NXT. We discussed since uh, Impact is going to be in Philadelphia. And by the way, they have their tapings next weekend. At the over at the 3200 Arena, go to impactwrestling.com now for ticket information for the shows in Philly. Uh, check that out now. And Deanna and I discussed it, and we were discussing the last time she was in Philadelphia where she wrestled at the Wrestle Factory, and we discussed some of the different matches that she's done and what she has planned for the future. So let's transition going to our special interview right now. We have Deanna Peraza joining me, Randy Zelly from Back Sports Page, here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. And that interview is coming up right now. Next. All right, back here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast, Randy Zelia, as always, along with our special guest, former uh, Impact Knockout Champion Deanna Perazzo, fellow New Jerseyan. Let's let's get that out there right now, too. That's uh, that's so proud, so proud of that. So, Deanna, first off, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, thanks for having me. And you know, Impact is returning to Philadelphia. Uh, next week and let's 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 pay the bills and get that out of the way now you guys are coming back to um, philadelphia next week is and for you this is the first time since 2018 um so what does it mean to you to sort of be close back to new jersey but being sort of back in that area here Oh gosh, um, this and the entire East Coast, I'd consider my home. Like, obviously I'm from Jersey, but I cut my teeth in wrestling here in Philly, um, in places, you know, up in Massachusetts, close to Boston. So anytime that I get to wrestle just on this part of the East Coast um, means everything to me because my family can come and uh, it's just like a little homecoming. Well, the last time you were in Philadelphia, you were wrestled in the, in the Wrestle Factory. Do you have any memories of being in the Wrestle Factory? 
Um, yeah, that was the only time that I had wrestled for Wrestle Factory, but it was actually my last, my last independent date. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, before I went to NXT and, um, I did, I think a Chikara show earlier in the day and then, um, WWR, which is Beyond's women's promotion. Now it's WWR plus, um, did like a team Adams, round robin kind of tournament and I ended up being able to wrestle Tasha Steeles and then Karen Q um in what was at the time my last independent match so um Damian Adams I think was the referee and it was just a really full circle moment of of um you know Carissa Rivera who is now uh, Electra Lopez on NXT was there um and we just got to have a little team Adams as we like to call our our training facility uh, moment together before they sent me off so it was really special and I forgot that all of that happened until I was talking about it well <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too because you mentioned with Damian Adams you guys have a lot of history uh being one of your trainers correct yes so it was yeah. like you said a full circle um and in your current run with impact is obviously it's not your first run with impact so what was it like for you to come back to impact wrestling uh, from your first stint yeah, that stint with nxt and, and coming back to impact what was that like for you what noticeable changes did you make and what did you feel that you brought to the table the second time around so the first time i was with impact i wasn't like officially with impact um they had just brought me in as you know extra talent um enhancement talent whatever you want to call it um two or three maybe four times um just to kind of see what i brought to the table and the very first time i wrestled brooke tessmacher on a knockout knockdown 2014 I was brand new to wrestling. Like that knockouts, knockdown pay-per-view match was my eighth professional wrestling match ever. Um, so I didn't really bring anything to the table because I, I didn't know anything, um, let alone who I was going to be or what character I wanted to portray. I literally didn't even know how to do a body slam properly um, under all that pressure. So uh, that, time, that time I just kind of count as a wash, but then they had brought me back, you know, another two or three times and the critique from Gail was always that, you know, like you're a solid wrestler, but there needs to be more. We need more personality or we need some kind of character traits. Like your wrestling just can't speak for itself. Um, you have to give us something else. And, you know, I, I, at the time I was just, I didn't know what the virtuoso was. I just had a name and that was that. And, you know, I'm, at Ring of Honor, my time there, I didn't have to explain who the virtuoso was. It was like the fans got it, you know, indie people got it, but obviously working a, a TV company. And I think Impact is so unique because they really capitalize and focus heavy on character work. And um, so it was such an important thing I was missing there. Uh, so then after my time in NXT, NXT really made me focus on those character traits and, and entrance gear and, and what my entrance music would look like to tie in this, this virtuous character who's not so much over the top character. It's, it's kind of just me elevated and she's a lot like Deanna in real life. So um, it, they forced me to really think about the nuances of who I wanted to be. And I was able to bring that this time around um, to impact where, you know, now I've been under contract for, you know, almost two years and, um, you know, they, they, uh, they trust me and they get my character and we've ran with it since day one. And, and what's funny was, you know, you, I would talk to a lot of people who uh, work with me. We talk, discuss wrestling. When I say we discuss wrestling, we discuss WWE, AW, Impact, 
Ring of Honor. We, we make sure we're very well-rounded. We make sure we watch everything. And you had a run and impact, and you helped rebuild that knockouts division to be, you can make the argument, one of the best women's divisions in wrestling. It's not, and, 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 and all those girls, oh, and that's, and that's, and that's a, a tall order to say, the girls that you guys, that the, the impact is producing every single week, these are, these are like four or five star caliber matches. And it was based around you. Did you feel any pressure to try to, I don't want to say have to top yourself every single week, but I guess not depressing because it, it yeah. could be nerve wracking. <laughs> um, I don't know if I was as nervous, but I definitely felt the pressure. Um, and I say I wasn't nervous because like wrestling is my, is my thing. Like I asked me about wrestling. I could talk about wrestling. I could do the wrestling. Um, and, and the re- being in the wrestling ring is like my happy place. But, um, I definitely felt pressure, especially at the very beginning, because I had just come from NXT and I let the world know my frustrations with my process at NXT and where I stood. And, you know, I had talked a lot of shit. Um, and, and I felt the pressure to live up to that of like, Hey, I, I, I was so hard pressed on the virtuoso working. Um, every promo that I do has to matter. I have to nail every promo because that's not my strong suit. And I can admit that, um, you know, doing in-ring promos and things like that are things that I had never gotten to do before on a, on TV every week. So um, I really felt the pressure to go out there and nail the character work every single week um, and evolve myself through every storyline and every um, opponent that I had because again the wrestling comes second nature to me but I really wanted to prove everyone wrong um and that was what the pressure was of like I bet on myself and now everything that I do counts 10 times more well and that's that's when you were at the uh, your best is when you feel like you have a chip on your shoulder when you have something to prove because you know at the end of the day you want to sort of stick it down someone's throat that they were they made uh, the wrong decision not betting on you so you bet on yourself um what what do you um for for you you know you had a very long run as impact champion uh women's champion or knockout champion where do you see the future for you what are your what are now your goals for impact wrestling um you know i've been asked this a lot (laughs) the last (laughs) and it's it's funny because my goal throughout my my second championship reign as the knockups champion was to main event a pay-per-view um and i really wanted it to be because it was warranted and we were telling a story that was spot not because we're women and that's the thing to do but but because the women were telling a better story than the men were and um i was able to do that mickey and i were able to tell such an incredible story over six or seven months that culminated in that main event match at hard to kill um you know, first ever knockouts pay-per-view main event, first ever knockouts Texas death match. Um, Which is awesome, by the way. If you guys have, I'm sorry for interrupting, but if you guys have an opportunity to go on the app and watch that match, we were floored when we were watching it. My kids were, first off, I sent the kids out of the room. (laughs) So uh, I was like, I'm not sure how this one's going to go, but let's let's be safe. But if I recommend go seeing it, I'm sorry for interrupting, please go ahead. I'll go watch it too. Um, not a big fan of, of me losing, but it's fine. Um, so my goal after that, were, like my goals were kind of like, Ooh, what's next? You know what I mean? I, I, I hit the peak. I did what I wanted to do, but you know, I think um, I've set the goal of wanting to be like a triple crown champion at impact. Um, so that means I need to find a tag team partner and maybe go for the knockouts tag team championships or become the digital media champion. 
that's that's different too. That's different. That's different too. If you had, if you were meeting someone for the first time and you had to explain your body work, what matches would you recommend of yours for them to see? Um, I would recommend myself and Jordan, um, Jordan Grace at Slammiversary 2020, I believe was the year, um, when I won the Knockouts Championship for the first time. Um, that, I think, is the, for me and for Jordan, I think I, that's like the match I'm striving to top always. I'm like, ooh, but it wasn't as good as me and Jordan. <laughs> oh, I wasn't, you know, um, that match and then also to um myself versus Masha Slamovich at Knockouts Knockdown um this past year uh where Masha earned her contract I think that um that also was like right there with me and Jordan of like this is the body of work I'd love to produce and and when I have someone that's equally as capable um magic happens and those two matches for me were magic I have to ask as a preference for you do you prefer heel or babyface um, I think I'm naturally a heel. The <laughs> <laughs> jersey in me—that's just like I have like a na like a nasty resting bitch face, um, or what it is. But I just think that it's naturally who I am. I'm not like a you know, and, and in real life too, I'm not a, like an over uh, enthusiastic type of person. I'm not always like yay and and happy go lucky. That's just not who I am. I'm, I'm way more toned down than that anyway. So yeah, I, I think if I ever decide to be good and show the world the good side of me, it, it will definitely take me out of my comfort zone a little bit. I just like how you say you have to like channel your inner New Jersey to people because the great reputation that we have here in New Jersey is like Tony Soprano and the cast of Jersey Shore. So that's, like, that's pretty much what we got right here. I live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Last, you know, last couple questions here for you. And I, again, I appreciate you being very generous with your time. Um, the women's division right now in Impact, you know, obviously with Tasha uh, defeating Mickey uh, this past weekend. You say, you, you know, you have the goals, maybe, you know, to maybe go after that again too. Is there anybody on this roster that you feel that you want to not only work with either again or for the first time, but also want to try something different with? Um, I, I think Tasha's definitely one of those people, um, and obviously it's a full circle thing too, but we've never touched in an impact ring. And I think there's a really interesting dynamic with mine and Tasha's relationship of, of not trainer versus trainee, because I didn't train Tasha, but I was there for the entire process when she came to Damien. And, uh, you know, we, we traveled together, we wrestled a million times on the Indies together and, and really we got a chance to make a name together, but you know, I was a couple of years ahead of her. So I think it's to ever happen, whether it's for the knockouts championship or not, um, just the dynamic between the two of us, um, you know, and then I'd, I'd always say Chelsea green, but uh, unfortunately I had to break her arm Saturday at sacrifice. Um, so I don't know if that's happening soon, but uh, she's always someone that I'll always say I love to get in the ring with. I just like how you say it so nice. Like, you know, I, you know, it broke her arm. You know, it happens, you know. You know what? She, she put herself in that situation. I don't really know what to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last last uh, two questions here. Do um, you have any uh, favorite spots here in New Jersey as far as, uh, you know, pizza places, bagels? Because I know around the rest of the world, it's not the same. Yeah, my, my, so 
diner culture in Jersey is, is a real thing. Um, the, the first place I go anytime I land home, I land at Newark airport and I go right to the Jefferson diner. Um, I'm from Lake Apacon. So, uh, that's like our diner. Um, Lake Apacon, Jefferson Township, that's where we all go eat. So breakfast there, lunch there, dinner there. I'm I'm there like four times in a weekend when I'm home uh, because I love it so much. Um, and then my favorite pizza place in Jersey is in Hoboken. It's called Benny Tadino's. Yep. And they give you pizza that's like ginormous. It's like six pizza slices in one big slice like this big. And um, it's BYOB. You can bring your own liquor in there and eat all the pizza you can. Yeah, and there's only one place that I think that's that's almost as good as that place, and that's Pete and Elda's down the Jersey Shore, where they, if you eat a, a full double pizza, they give you a t-shirt. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to try that next time you go down the Jersey Shore. Uh, one, one, one last time, you, you're going to be in Philadelphia next weekend for the Impact uh, Wrestling tapings. Um, you know, it's it's always a lot of fun. Uh, you guys are doing two nights of Impact tapings over at the uh, 2300 Arena. Uh, and tickets are available now. So go on out and see Deanna, show support. Uh, tell her you, you know, cheer her, boo her, hate her from she, that she's from New Jersey and she gets better bagels than you guys do. Um, so, Ask me yeah. about, you know, I do it all. Yeah, she does it all, ladies and gentlemen. She does it all. That's Deanna Praza. Thank you so much for giving us some time today. Thanks for having me. All right, we're back here on the Cup Pro Wrestling Podcast. That was Deanna Perrazzo from Impact Wrestling. Special thanks to her and uh, Russ Foreman and the rest of the crew from Impact Wrestling for setting that up. Special thanks to Andrew Fumi and Alyssa, who do all of our behind-the-scenes work here at The Cut. You can follow The Cut on all social media platforms and all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio. We are there. Give us a download. Give us a like. Subscribe to us and give us a review. Let us know you like what you're doing. Like what, Sorry, like what we're doing. And with the interviews that we're doing, and we're trying to give you some original content. Uh, next week on the show, we're going to be a little bit more impact. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who. You're going to find out this Wednesday, logging on to our social media accounts. We will announce who our guest is this upcoming Wednesday. Thank you guys very much for following the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us again at BackSportsPage.com. All of our social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. And, of course, our podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio, YouTube, and Spotify, Apple Music, we're everywhere here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. For that being said, my name is Randy Zelia, and we will see you next time here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast.